1: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Vandervoort on Drive Thru HR. It is Friday, July 14th, and uh, I'm doing a solo show today with uh, a person who uh, is local to Tulsa, where I recently moved. And so we're just going to jump straight into the show. Our guest today is Justin Harlan. He's the director uh, and CEO at a, at a program here in Tulsa called Tulsa Remote. Tulsa, uh, Justin, welcome to Drive Thru HR. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this show. As I mentioned in the pre-show, uh, I heard about Tulsa Remote a lot when I was house hunting uh, in, in making my move to Tulsa recently, and um, got made me curious as as to what this thing that everybody seemed to be chattering about was. And it turned out it's a really cool program. So let's let's get right into that since that's the purpose of the show today. So why why don't we start out with our classic first question? Is For our listeners, introduce yourself. Tell us about you and what you do and what Tulsa Remote is all about.
0: Sure. I'm Justin Harlan. I am the managing director for Tulsa Remote. A little bit about me. I've been in Tulsa for about 18 years now. Grew up in the Kansas City area, but came down to Tulsa to go to school. I went to the University of Tulsa. And then have really kind of been a a nonprofit entrepreneurial addict, in my opinion. So started the region for Teach for America here in Tulsa and was there for about seven and a half years, which was a talent attraction program, but also super focused on providing a high quality education for kids in low-income communities across the city. And then I uh, led an organization called Reading Partners, which is a community volunteer-based initiative that helps kindergartners through fourth graders learn how to read by volunteering an hour a week using a curriculum that we had developed as a national organization and was the executive director there for about three and a half years and then I've been at Tulsa Remote for about two years my wife and I are entrepreneurs in the city as well we have some fitness studios Um, but Tulsa Remote at its core is attracting remote workers from all across the country Um, Obviously, as a remote worker, you have flexibility in terms of where you're doing your job. So we are trying to incentivize remote workers to do their job from Tulsa. We pay $10,000. We give access to a co-working space for 36 months. And we provide ample opportunities for community engagement and um, opportunities to meet folks and build new networks. And in exchange for all of that, people commit one year to living in Tulsa. And that's really the crux of the program.
1: Yeah, and it was it was interesting, as I mentioned to you, and we, as we were getting ready for the show to start, um, I moved here in March, and I was, you know, I came in in December, and I guess I came back again in January or February to kind of find a place to live, and I live very near downtown, near the river on, on Riverside, um, so I was looking in the kind of in the downtown area, Um looked at a, a bunch of different properties, and I kept hearing about Tulsa Remote. Are you with Tulsa Remote? Are you, and, I, and I was like, I, I, yeah, sorry, no, I'm not. I don't have any idea what that is. And and um, so once, you know, I got intrigued and kind of looked around and, um, t- you know, found out about the program and thought it was cool. Now, you guys are not the only program like this. I you know, did a little research that many communities that where I, I used to live in the state of Indiana, and I saw that a number of cities, including one I used to live in, Muncie has similar programs, and the numbers and sort of the the bonus to move and all that stuff, you know, is is different or whatever. But I guess um, what what was the initial? How did how did this get started? Let's let's go there. How did? How, I mean, I know it's not like uh, you know, it, it's not that you, only people in Tulsa ever thought of doing this. But you guys seem to have enjoyed some particular success. So how did it get started, and what kind of makes you maybe a little bit different?
0: Yeah, this was the first of its kind. To your point, there's about 70 programs like this across the country now. You can kind of see a full listing at Mm makemymove.com, which is a conglomerate of a lot of the programs like this. But yeah, we were the first out of the gate. And the reason for it was really an attempt to diversify the economy here in Tulsa. You know, we've often, and I'd say in a lot of ways still are, tied to the success of oil and gas. And, you know, we, we really wanted to try to attract knowledge workers. Those knowledge workers are uh, primarily on the coasts um, because you know traditionally they've been hamstrung there because they've got to go to the office every day. So mm-hmm. we just kind of decided, you know the majority of remote workers at the time in 2018 when this idea was launched, the majority of remote workers were knowledge workers. So we said, hey, if we could incentivize remote workers to come to Tulsa, chances are we're going to be adding a lot of knowledge workers to the economy. And obviously had no idea that a big pandemic was just around the corner, which would change the way that everybody was working. Um, So we brought in that first year, 70 people to the city, had almost 10,000 applications overnight when we launched this idea. And then in 2020, that changed drastically. We saw our application numbers just about double or actually more than double. We brought 350 people to the city in 2020. And then in 2021, the majority of those folks that got in in 2020 decided to pick up and move. And we brought about 950 people to the city in 2021. And then last year, that number was closer to 800. So overall, to date, we've brought over 2,400 people to the city, paid them each $10,000, and a good number of them are sticking around, which I assume will get to too. But at the core of the idea was, let's diversify our economy here in Tulsa.
1: Yeah, so what, so why don't we go there? I mean, because like the the list of questions is you know is just for us to kind of track through. So, um, yeah, what what ha- so like what was the initial goal? If you had, I'm sure you had some aspirational target or something, and I believe you blew through it, uh, maybe through circumstance, but regardless. So tell us about what that looked like, and then like kind of what the impact has been thus far. Like what what has the program provided that you that you guys measure and kind of report out on.
0: Yeah, we're certainly exceeding anything that we thought was possible in 2018. Simply by you know a sheer number of people that have moved. I mean, in that first year, we brought 70 people. So you got to think at that time about 100 people would have been knocking it out of the park. And at this point, we're bringing you know close to 100 people every month or two. So mm. it's a uh, you know it's a constant flow. The biggest metrics of success have always been tied to retention. We really were placing a bet early on that if people could come and just maybe set aside some of the misconceptions they might have about Tulsa, give Tulsa a chance for a year. Um, The return on investment does not come in that first year. Mm -hmm. Um, We really know that for this to pay dividends for the Tulsa economy and to allow folks to really get integrated to the community and give back in meaningful ways, we need to retain them. And we are doing that. And we, that bet that we placed is really paying off where, 90% of the people that we've brought to Tulsa through the program have stayed beyond that year. And for everybody that's done with their year commitment since they've moved here in 2019, 76% of them are still around today. So we know that um, we're really, I, I wouldn't say incredibly surprised by that, but we're certainly meeting expectations and if not exceeding them as it relates to that retention and the bet that we placed that if we could just get people to Tulsa for a year that they would stick around.
1: So if you, if you, if we, if we switch over and talk about like a typical applicant or somebody that, you know, that becomes a part of your program, right? So are, are these, I mean, is there a typical profile or are they employees of a, like a bigger company from Silicon Valley that, you know, just have the luxury of freedom of location or are they people that are trying to build their own business? I mean, is there sort of a typical participant that you see?
0: Yeah, the, really, the biggest commonality would be in our eligibility requirements that we can say with certainty everybody you know meets, which is you have to have a full-time remote job, and you have to be living outside of the state of Oklahoma for at least a year, and you've got to be over the age of 18 and eligible to work in the United States. So we know for a fact that everybody that we're bringing in has flexibility in terms of where they work, and they would not be working in Tulsa you know, if it weren't for this incentive and this program. So we're adding a job to the economy that wouldn't have existed here otherwise. In terms of kind of the demographic, you know, we've got 2,400 people, really 2,400 unique stories. But some themes, I mean, we our average age is about 35. Um, our average salary is about $100,000. So these are folks typically that are kind of into their career. It's not this, a lot of times people kind of visualize this young, you know, carefree young, you know, mid twenties person that's just kind of picking up and going because they have that flexibility. And that's, that's not who we're typically attracting. It's typically somebody who's, you know, not within that entry level role, but kind of well into their career. And um, oftentimes coming from the coast and very expensive places to live. So Mm -hmm. our biggest city uh, feeders are LA, San Francisco, New York, Austin, places that have become Very expensive. And I think the you know business model of this decision is I have a job that allows me to work anywhere. Why am I paying my entire salary to live in a place that's so expensive when I could get a high quality of life in a place like Tulsa? And I think in this moment of kind of rediscovering our work environment, kind of redefining what matters most to employers and employees, cities like Tulsa will have will benefit. I, I I really believe that in the long run as people kind of make decisions about quality of life in comparison to where they're required to live.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mentioned to you in the pre-show that I just recently moved here from Florida and I had been in Florida, uh, you know, co- combined about 13 years. I, I mean, I lived there, I moved away for a few years and then I moved back and then I moved away again. Um, and when, when I first, I did, I'm not part of the Tulsa remote program. So don't, I don't want our listeners to confuse that. I've came here for other reasons. Uh, but they were job related, and and when I when I first was broached the idea of moving to Tulsa, which was never on my bingo card, right? It was never like of all the places I want to live, Tulsa was not in the top twenty five or whatever. I kind of went because I had been here for you know overnight visits or a meeting or something a few times in a soccer a soccer tournament about forty years ago with one of my sons. Uh, but it wasn't like any place that was on my radar, and and I have to I have to say that. Um, Having moved here, I'm very pleasantly surprised. I mean, it, you know, it, like everywhere else, I mean, Florida has beaches and all this stuff, but they have, they also have plenty of other problems. I have found Tulsa to be a great place to live thus far. I love the downtown area. There's lots to do, a great music scene. I was at an event the other day where somebody described, I I thought this was a little bit of hyperbole, but, but this person said, Tulsa is a lot like Austin, except without the crowd. And I thought about, you know, at first I went, eh because Austin's so hip and, you know, but but the person that said it is not wrong. I mean, there's a great music scene. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, you, you've lived there for a long time. I'm not telling you anything. Um, it, it is just not what you would expect, I guess. And so I, I, think, I think the fact that people, are, you know, uh, that your success obviously reflects that with the retention and that kind of thing. So let's go back to the roots for a minute. How, how, back in 2018, there's got to be somebody that funded this somebody wrote wrote a grant or something so who? who what was the like where, where did this come out of who funded it or or how did the program get started and how do you guys kind of maintain your funding now how does that all work
0: yeah we've always been funded through the george kaiser family foundation which is a big foundation here in tulsa that gives in a variety of different ways um huge budget, big philanthropist has pledged to give the majority of his money away before he dies and um, and also uh, only gives his money to Tulsa. So there's a lot of really great things that have come from that over the last couple of decades specifically around placemaking, which I think has led to our success um, at Tulsa Remote. I don't think that people would pay to move or we couldn't pay people to move to a city that wasn't vibrant and uh, experiencing some of that energy that you just described downtown with food, entertainment, and all of that. Um, But yeah, we've always been funded by the the foundation. Uh, The foundation does a lot of things across the city. And then in 2020, there was actually some state legislation that was passed kind of modeling after a couple of decade old piece of legislation called the uh, Quality Jobs Act, which essentially just kind of duplicated that legislation but uh, made it for applicable to remote workers. So in a pay for success model, we can actually uh, apply and get funding from the state. If somebody stays around for two or three years, we can actually get reimbursed for the $10,000 that we paid them to move here. Um, and we qualify as a proxy for that program, as could you know anybody else that's bringing remote workers to the state. So uh, we've seen some others pop up because of this legislation, and I think it creates a good opportunity for us as a state, but even at the heart of the funding model, it's a really great, Picture of private public partnership where the private dollars took the risks, they innovated, put a lot of money out there, kind of placing the bet. But now that we know that it's working, it's the public dollar's job to kind of come along and help sustain that. And we see that playing out through the way that we fund this program.
1: Yeah. You you mentioned Make My Move, and that there's, I think you said the 70 or so of these programs, right? And I noted because I lived in Indiana for a decade or so earlier in my life. I noted that there are a number of cities in the state of Indiana. So I assume they've, you know, and, and at least one of the cities I had lived in. And I, I I will tell you that that I won't name that city. It's not important, but um, it, is, it is not anywhere near as vibrant as Tulsa. So do, do you have any, I don't want to verge too far away from Tulsa remote, but do you have any idea like how this has worked in some of these other areas that's adopted it? Have other cities seen equal success or is it sort of varied in how it, it now that it's kind of been adopted in more? Mainstreamed.
0: Well, I think that everybody probably has their different definition of success. I would imagine that just by nature of a lot of these programming programs continuing, that they are likely seeing some success to be able to you know carry on. Uh, Ascend West Virginia is a great example of um, an an organization like ours that kind of rotates towns or cities throughout the state of West Virginia with each cohort. Startup Tucson has a focus on entrepreneurs. I know they've had a lot of success. Um, Choose Topeka as a remote worker program, but also focused on helping people that work in Topeka actually live in Topeka instead of living, you know, outside of Topeka and then just driving in for work every day. So everybody kind of has their different spin, and I'm not in the know enough to know whether they would deem it successful. But in terms of size and scope, there's nobody, there's nobody else that's even over a thousand members uh, like i mentioned earlier we're at 2400 so right. we're certainly the biggest in the world um, we've seen the most success in terms of size and scope our retention obviously speaks for itself and i think just the nature of people duplicating our efforts speak you know uh, what's yeah. the saying about you know people copying you as the best you know imitation? Yeah, is the best imitation of is the best form of flattery. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm a, yeah. I'm a so, I follow a couple of sports programs and you always hear the the you know it's a copycat league, right? Whoever wins the last championship, absolutely. all the other teams want to do it the, the way that team did it or whatever you know. So yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, it, it, you know, yeah, no, that's a great that's a great compliment to you guys and your success. You 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 went through this really quickly, but I want to go back. So if if so if I'm somebody that is, you know, is interested in, in applying or whatever, let us kind of go there. Like let's talk about the, the application process. And you mentioned some of the key factors. And it didn't sound like a long list, but let's let's walk through like how that works. How did how do people find out more? How do they, how do they get, if they want to get involved, how does that work? And what what is what is the ideal candidate for you guys?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So I'll start with who we're looking for. We really look for three things. One, uh, economic impact that you're bringing to the city. So that's going to depend on your type of job, your salary. Um, you know, we want people that aren't going to be reliant on the $10,000 to have like a stable source of income, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We then are looking for community impact. So are you somebody who's actually contributed to the community that you're moving to Tulsa from? Have you thought about how you want to contribute in Tulsa And then third, we're looking at somebody who at least is open-minded as it relates to retention. So we're not asking you to sign your life over in blood and stay in Tulsa forever, but we at least want you to be open to staying past the year. And we also know there's some certain drivers that will make that more likely. Like, are you buying a home or do you know people here already? You know, different things that we know will lead to a likelihood of longer-term retention. So those are the people we're looking for. You can apply at TulsaRemote.com. Um, and then we act really quickly. We've got a whole team of people that are reviewing applications every day. Uh, if you get an interview, uh, you'll do a 20 minute interview. And typically all of this happens within the first two or three weeks of you applying, as long as you know, you're taking the actions that we request you to take on your side of things. So um, if you get an offer, we check your income through pay stubs or tax forms. And then we also uh, do a background check for everybody that comes to Tulsa through the program. Uh, and then, if you get an offer to move here, we we uh, you have a year to move. So that offer stands for a year. Um, and then we, you know, host you on a visit, which is really fun and a great way for people to see the city. Um, typically, if somebody comes and visits the city, they end up moving here, which I think also speaks to, uh, you know, kind of the uniqueness of Tulsa and just people needing to see it and feel it for themselves mm-hmm. before committing. But we do a visit every month. Uh, which is about 48 hours in length. And we have a variety of programming, including a tour of the city and a couple of social events, an awesome dinner at one of our James Beard-nominated restaurants. <laughs> and we have a um, a community resource fair where you can kind of get to know other organizations so that you can think about how you might contribute to the city. So, And then most most people stick around for the weekend and kind of explore Tulsa on their own over the weekend, maybe look for housing, things like that. Uh, so that is something that we pay for, we, we pay up to $500 for each person that gets into the program to visit the city on their own. And at times we even include the ability to bring a guest with you and pay for that guest as well. And then once you're here, that's really when the fun part begins, you start an orientation, um, we do, uh, you know, a quick rundown of what you can expect throughout the program, and then you're assigned to a member integration specialist, where we're really trying to kind of create systems that support community. So you'll have uh, what we like to think of as like white glove boutique service uh, as you arrive that will be ready for you to chat with you and figure out like it is it that you value the most and how do you want to contribute to the community and then connect you to other organizations across the city that will allow you to kind of live that out during your year and beyond we have events 10 to 15 events every month that people can come to that are social in nature volunteering or professional development um, and then obviously access at that co-working space too, which is a great place to, to create community. We have Slack for all members where they can cr- uh, create niche channels based on interests and find people that share their interests with them. So we're really trying to create, you know, a system for community, ingrain that in how we operate as an organization every day. And then when somebody shows up on the ground, they should expect to be um, reached out to quickly and uh, attempt to plug you into what's going on in Tulsa outside of the Tulsa remote bubble, because we know that that's really what's going to lead to long-term retention.
1: Yeah, I, I have to admit, when I started looking at your program, not not to apply, but like I said, when I moved here and people, they kept asking me, are you part of Tulsa remote? You know, it was just like a constant repetitive thing. So I'm curious person I went to see what it was about and when I saw these services as somebody who was moving to Tulsa that literally knew like three people here I had a little bit of envy of participants because you know you know making friends in a new area and stuff isn't easy right so this that level of support uh is great. I wish I, I wish you guys could like sell that service to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah I,
0: yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that it's the it's the perfect way to move and how we kind of think about it is we're trying to break down barriers that yeah. prevent people from moving. Right. So you've got a financial barrier. You might say, oh, it's too expensive to move from Florida to Tulsa. We're addressing that. And really, after taxes, our $10,000 grant, it comes out to about the cost of your move, if not even, yeah. you know, might not even cover that. And then the other thing that you're leaving behind in Florida is your friends or family or networks that you built. And so we're trying to create systems that, you know, prevent that barrier from existing by connecting you with others early and often.
1: Right. Because as, as, as a recent mover who came to a, a completely unknown community, yeah, it's like, it, it's not like there's a ready-made way to go out and make new friends. And, you know, I mean, there, there are things you can do, but certainly a lot easier with this support system. So I think that's a great idea. Um, let, let's jump around a little bit. We're, we got about 10 minutes left. Um, so 2018 was the the beginning you kind of you know you you had this big boom of unexpected success have have things evolved um or or do you see any changes coming or are you just kind of on the same path right now I guess I'm kind of curious about your arc you know where, where like how things have changed maybe where you see it going down the road that that sort of thing
0: things have certainly evolved yeah I mean this is quite frankly, a completely different organization today than it was in 2019. I mean, this, just the size and scope of going from 70 people to 2,400. I mean, we have more people in Tulsa Remote than a lot of towns do in Oklahoma, you know, so we're, (laughs) you know, we're running. We're running a kind of a small little town here through the program every day.
1: I was shocked when I looked on the website because I I ran a nonprofit for about five years, a small business services oriented nonprofit. And we had two people, including me. That was the staff. Right. So I go to your website to, to like find out your name, who you are, you know, somebody I could reach out to. And I see all these like just rows and rows of photos of all these people who are responsible for marketing and outreach and community. you know. And I'm like, well, whoever's whoever put this together must have deep pockets because you guys are you know, it's not a thousand people, but you guys are a robust organization for something of your size. So that, that's got to be a great support system to have.
0: Definitely. Yeah. When I joined the team two years ago, we had five staff members and everybody did just about everything. And one of the first things in the midst of rapid scaling that I focused on was creating a staff structure that would support what made Tulsa Remote unique from the jump, right? So how do we scale community? Mm -hmm. How do you scale what the 70 people experienced in 2019 and ensure that all 2,400 are getting it in 2023? And so we scaled from five staff members to 30 staff members today. And you know, are able to provide that hands-on, high-touch support, especially in those early days during your move, because we have a number of staff members making it happen. And then as you ask about kind of evolution, you know, we've also become far more structured in the way that we track engagement. We know who's showing up to events. We know who's taking our meetings. Um, you know, we, we have a customer relation um, management system where we can kind of see all the ins and outs of everybody's survey responses and reach out to people that we see are not satisfied with the program or not satisfied with the city. So it's just become a very well-oiled machine at this point. Um, And there's about 50 to 75 people that are moving here every month. So, you know, it's kind of become something that's very cyclical in nature. As you think about the future, I mean there's obviously a lot going on in our country as it relates to work environment and whether people should be able to work remotely. And so that I think will continue to evolve who we're trying to reach and what marketing strategies are gonna to get to the people that are eligible for our program, as well as should we expand our program a bit to include folks that maybe aren't remote or are there other high need industries within Tulsa that may not be fully remote that we might need here to diversify our economy and stay competitive for the future. So. I think that as well as just the way that we're being thoughtful about the investment we place in alumni, so people that are done with their year, how do we help them, you know, find the resources and connections to live out their dreams and continue to make a mark on the city as a whole. So, you know, to me, the community is growing every day, which is both exciting and overwhelming. And I think the evolution of our program really hinges upon that and ensures that we're doing that in a responsible way that's also pulling out what we know everybody is capable of.
1: I have a couple of more questions, and then we'll wrap up. Um, do you guys um, do you collaborate with any other organizations or have any partnerships that that you focus on, any specific like industry I, I don't know what that might look like, industry associations or whatever. Can you talk about that or or, or what that might look like?
0: Yeah, one of the really cool things about uh, Tulsa, especially right now, is at the foundation, there's a number of programs that are focused on economic development. Um, if you go to tulsa4u.com, so that's tulsa f o r y o ucom you can see a number of those organizations that we collaborate, we actually share um, office space with a number of these groups, but in Tulsa is focused on bringing businesses to the city as well as local job making. Tulsa Innovation Lab, job matching, I should say. Tulsa Innovation Labs is an organization that's really trying to figure out like where is Tulsa uniquely positioned to grow? What industries do we need to attract talent within to be competitive for the future? Some really cool stuff happening there. Tulsa Service Year, Campus Tulsa, um, Atento is a venture capital firm that we are uh, work closely with as well. And then 36 Degrees North, that co-working space that I mentioned, you know, we're a big part of their growth plans and so many exciting things happening within their world, and they play a huge role in our ability to create community. So the short answer is yes. Um, I could go on and on about other organizations we partner with, but I do think that's something that makes Tulsa incredibly unique right now is that it feels like everybody's got a seat at the table. We're marching forward in the same direction. It doesn't feel competitive. It feels like we've got a true... North Star of economic vibrancy that everybody's working towards, and you know that feels really good, and it's awesome to be a part of that.
1: And I guess I had a we and we've touched all around this, but I kind of want to give I guess a chance for you to make a pitch, Um, and you did you did it in a certain sense, but like you 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 articulated you know the cost of living in Tulsa and the quality of life and the kind of what like kind of give us your elevator you know your thirty second pitch about why why somebody might want to come to Tulsa. Uh, You know, just just give us that, if you will.
0: Sure. I think you've got the big city benefits without the big city headaches here. You know, you've got a BOK center that's one of the highest grossing uh, arenas in the country that brings in all the big acts, professional sports, um, seven James Beard nominations this year, which is more than Las Vegas, more than Oklahoma City and, and the entire state of Kansas combined. The food scene is really incredible right now here in Tulsa, and I don't think that should go under, understated. And then the outdoor amenities. I mean, we just had USA Today just named the gathering place the best park in the United States. So you're getting all of these incredible things that add to high quality of life. Um, but you're also doing that without a commute time, without uh, you know paying an arm and a leg for your 500 square foot apartment or your home. Um, And I think that all these things matter more and more. You can get space, you can get a backyard, you can get a third car garage, you know, people that didn't even dream of owning a home are now getting one in in a way that they never even imagined. It's so funny talking to people from California that just like describe the size of their closet, you know, as like this great point of pride, you know, something that they never thought they'd have. So I'd say that and then I'd also say to the point that I just made about kind of the entrepreneurial spirit and vibrancy that's here. I just think there's things that are, it just feels like a city that's on the rise, you know, it feels Mm -hmm. like a place that people are coming to be a part of growth and um, doing that in a way that is equitable and leans into some of our city's terrible history but uses it as an opportunity for hope, moving forward I, I just think that people when they are here and experience it, and they feel that connection and the ability to make an impact in a really quick amount of time, it's a place that people want to be, both for quality of life, but also for filling out what their purpose might be.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I would, I would add two things, just for what my five months of experience is worth, is that there's a great music scene, um, great art scene, Um, So if you like that kind of stuff, that was much more uh, rich and unexpectedly vibrant than I expected. I heard, I mean, I heard good things about it, but having tested it out, it's true. Uh, Kane's Ballroom, some of the Mercury Mercury Lounge, some of the other venues downtown are really awesome, bands playing all the time. and then I, I, I also find that at least within Tulsa, because I'm kind of, I lean blue, so I don't want to go political here, but I lean blue. And I know that's one of the things that a lot of people that I know said, oh, it's so red there, like Florida wasn't, you know, or whatever. But it, uh, there, there is more there is more diversity here than oh, I think a lot of folks would, you know, kind of if, you, if you're flying over Oklahoma on the regular from the coast. There's more going on here than you would than you would think too. So that you know, I, I I'm still figuring it out, but I, I really like it so far. I want to thank you for doing the show. Um, I think it it's great. I I want to I guess wrap up by uh, by not only thanking you but giving you an opportunity to share any last thoughts. And then also you already list, you already mentioned the Tulsa Remote website, but any any contact or anything that you might want to share with people if they want to reach out and get more information.
0: Yeah, Tulsaremote.com is great. And then any anything on social media, I think our social media team does a really great job of showcasing what's going on in the city. And obviously uh, any organization's marketing should reflect the type of people that you're trying to attract. And I think we do a, a really great job of that too. So definitely check us out on social media. Um, I think we're on all the all the major all the major social media platforms. So check us out there. And yeah, I'm grateful for you having me on and welcome to Tulsa. We're glad you're here. And I look forward to hearing how the rest of your time goes.
1: Thanks. I, I appreciate it. Um, and thanks again. Thanks for doing the, thanks for doing the interview. You re- I reached out out of the blue and you guys were very responsive. And that's always great for a podcaster trying to find a unique guest. So I hope you have a great weekend and I'll talk to you again soon, Justin. Take care. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Bye. You too, Michael. See ya.